Yeah, that's the right one there, isn't it? Guys, listen, Christ, it's Thursday. Wow. Already. Fuck. Um, Chode, you're, you're already on point there, asking, what tech issues will the internet gods bring today? What gifts? What, what gifts and trinkets and treats from the tech gods uh, will be bestowed on us today? What hijinks, what tomfoolery, what skullduggery? What fucking bollocks is in store for us from the tech gods? From the tech gods, sat next to the tech gods, um, by their side, of course, the northern monkey, Simon Twitty, sat there clutching the legs of the tech gods. Uh, much like a child, a frightened, startled child attached to its mother's leg as the mother uh, proceeds to have a conversation with someone they've bumped into at a supermarket, potentially an ex-lover, potentially the child's real father. You know, the child scared, quivering at the leg of the mother in much the way Cy Twitty at the leg of the tech gods as they throw internet-based thunderbolts down onto earth, directly into my face, into my hairy, unbleached anus. And by proxy, into your minds. <laughs> Guys, Thursday already. It's come around rather quicker. It, I, are the weeks speeding up? As, as we get closer to the apocalypse, maybe time is just starting to spiral, you know, wildly out of control, speeding up like some sort of twisted carnival ride run by evil toothless carnies you know as they laugh as they pipe in the terrible music cranking the rides faster and faster and faster ah, throw another pedo island at them <laughs> climate change <laughs> male feminists <laughs> faster faster round and round it goes you're getting dizzier and dizzier sicker and sicker <laughs> soy lattes Greta Thunberg on crack and then all the bloody sparks come off it and all the bolts come out it's all just like merry-go-round things just running riot across the countryside that's what we've got to look forward to in the coming months I assume I can't see it going any better than that when's Brexit going to happen? eh? Jan, when's Brexit happening? Pretty soon, I think. Pretty soon, okay. Well, that's about as fucking cast iron a promise as the government are giving us. Um, so, pretty soon. Well, you know, that's something to look forward to, isn't it? I guess, in a way. Um, guys, listen. Yeah, we've got... How, how long is it till Christmas? Come on. Yeah, how long is it till Christmas? It's pretty soon, okay, guys. Listen, there is a rock solid uh, guarantee uh, that Christmas is pretty soon guaranteed to you by uh, just one of Trickstar's many two-bit incompetent DJs. And God bless them. God bless Robin Hood. Welcome to Coffee and Memes. Steady job, a couple extra potatoes. That's all I want. You're getting on. You're pushing thirty, sluggy. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh. 
I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy, and that's funny, and it's, it's, it's kind of cool, and it's interesting, and it's edgy, and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you, and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee and Memes on Threshold.fm and, of course, uh, the YouTube video streaming website, um, which you can get up if you go to uh, the Google um, search engine website at https uh, colon slash slash www.google.com. And if you type into Google YouTube... And then it will bring up the web. Well, it will bring up search results for the website. If you click on, I presume the top one, uh, and then go there and then type into the search engine on YouTube. Um, if you type in, fuck your mum. No, listen, guys. Uh, a few bits, some bobs today, some all right bits, some a, a good fun bit of gender reveal action. That's always a nice one to start off with. Um, another accidental birth this time in Australia. Uh, from a model uh, who didn't realise she was pregnant and had a cheeky 10-minute labour in a bathroom. Jobs are good in. Uh, there's uh, more people with plague, uh, I guess. Um, people think Tupac Shakur has been spotted uh, in the news clip. Uh, no, no, that's not him. Um, sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, a bit more plague action. I think Bubonic Journey is back on the scene in Beijing. Turns out, bubonic Johnny's on his world tour, just spreading spreading the news, spreading the good word, doing the Lord's work and giving other people plague. So that's a bit fun. Uh, cyclist sleeps across four seats, meaning mum and baby can't use them. Man, he's living his best life. Jesus, look at this cunt. He is just, he's got it all going on. Um, there he is. <laughs> well, the bike's taking up two of the seats as well, I guess, as his legs. Um, what? Look, tell you what. If I was that pregnant woman, I'd sit on his face, and uh, and just have him munch me out, munch his way at the baby. What? <laughs> Jesus, the fuck? Um, that's pretty wild, man. That 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 is a way to assert dominance, isn't it? I mean, really, he's taking up five seats there. That's wild times. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly one way to climb the dominance hierarchy. <sighs> what a hero. Um, city worker fined 1500 quid for screaming at commuter eating boiled eggs on train. Doesn't seem unreasonable. Um, <sighs> he, uh, yeah. hmm. um, a woman has been fined 1500 quid after she screamed at a fellow commuter eating boiled eggs on a rush hour train. Is eating boiled eggs on a rush hour train allowed? Is that okay? Is that morning eggies? Just when you're having your morning eggy? And some lass, you, you, you're asking for it. I'm not victim blaming here. I am. But you're asking for it. Aren't you? You're asking for eating boiled eggs on a more on a packed commuter train in rush hour. Are you asking for a slap? But you're asking to get headbutted by that off-duty cop. You know, the ginger one that fucking nuts people. It's possible. It's fifteen hundred quid for screaming at someone about eggs. <laughs> That's naughty. That is a bit naughty. Um, we'll get into that. Uh, you can finally spend a night in a hotel shaped like an anus. Uh, 
fucking finally. I've been, how long have I been going on about this for? Well, if I haven't, I should have been. Um, at long last, we've finally developed the technology and artistic daring that will realise so many of our dreams. We can now stay in a hotel room shaped like a human anus. Please say it's in the UK. Please. Bet you it's in Australia. Just, it's not bad inside. Uh, it's in America, I guess. I think it's the price is in dollars. Um, that's a bit of fun, man. I like the look of it. It looks like an anus. It's bleached, so that's good. It's a good start, isn't it? Um, hotel Cassanus is a hotel shaped like a human colon. Red, veiny, totally tubular. And it's fully finished with a double bed, kitchen table, and lots of windows. And of course, working plumbing. It's even got a bit of Todd. Uh, I know that must be the small intestines at the back there. Um, oh, the luxury. The standalone room is the brainchild of Dutch developer, Joop van Lischhardt. And it's located out... Oh, it's in Antwerp, Belgium. Oh, I could easily make a trip to that. I mean, yeah, of course it's in fucking Belgium. Jesus Christ. The, the, the Belgians, the Flemish, Belgians and... We're all Belgium's Flemish. Is this like a sort of Holland-Netherlands situation where, like, you know, everyone in Holland is Dutch, but not all Dutch people are in Holland? Well, Holland is just an area of Netherlands. Was it Netherlands is an area of Holland? Yeah. Hey, listen, man, we don't need to sweat the small stuff. What I will say, though, is you think that many times the question is posed, which nationality, which European nationality are the biggest sexual deviants? And I will tell you, it's it's the Belgians. People from it's the Flemish. It's the people from Belgium. Um, I don't know what it is, man. They're just fucking. They're keen for it. Yeah, they're about it. I, you might say the Austrians. You would consider possibly the Germans. You traditionally led to believe it's the Germans. It's not. The Germans are actually prudes. Um, most of them, anyway, the normal mainstream Germans, not people from Belgium, they're fucking animals. Yeah, when it comes to the old in out, in out, they'll get it however they can get it. You know, they'll put stuff in places you wouldn't think stuff should be put. Yeah, then I'll take it out and put it back in again. They're they're not fucking about. Yeah, they're taking fucking very fucking seriously. Now, I was going to a festival in Belgium, can't remember what it's called, and I was in a minivan full of other unknown artists like myself. Other fucking no hope loser artists on the bottom of the lineup, like me. And we were driving to this festival, and someone was making this claim that people in Belgium are wrong uns. Like sex- sexually, they're perfectly decent people otherwise. But in the, ba- in the bedroom, they just they do weird stuff. You know, they're, you know, they do it standing up. You know, they do it with the lights on. You know, weird shit. Yeah, they do other positions. You know, they do it in rooms that are not the bedroom. Like, you know, really narky, narky business. And as he was saying this, a car drove past us and there was... I Look, I couldn't tell their nationality just by looks, but I presumed that the people in the car were from, Bel- from, were from Belgium. We looked over and there was a gentleman in the passenger seat of this car and he had a rubber glove inflated and he was just filleting the fingers of the rubber glove... Uh, uh, this sounds like I'm lying, yeah? This sounds like a made-up story. But this is 100% fact. I swear on my mother's lips. It was literally, it was just like... Oh, oh, oh. Like, it didn't pay us any attention at all. I, I don't know whether or not it was a deliberate thing to wind us up. It's like, look, there's a bunch of fucking two-bit loser DJs. Ah, they play dubstep. Let's get them. Get them with the glove routine. I don't know, but... 
And that, for me, was all the evidence that I needed to condemn the Belgians as a nation of sexual deviants. <laughs> that tells you all you need to know about the country of Belgium. They like chips and fucking stuff. You know, just whatever they can. You know, each other, pets, holes in walls, sandwiches. Sandwiches that are contained within a hole in a wall with a pet. They're animals. Um, if you think otherwise, please do let me know in the comments. Let me know in the chat. If you're from Belgium and you're an utter sexual deviant, please get in touch. Let us know what kind of animalistic end of days, last days of Rome madness you get up to in the bedroom. I want to know. I don't want to see it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to be involved in it, but I would like to hear about it through the conduit of the internet. Okay? Good. Thanks. Anyway, this back to this fucking anus hotel. Uh, oh, the luxury. The standalone rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can anus features prettier surroundings than most butts probably see. Don't know, man. This is Belgium. They, those butts see some see some sights. Located in rolling hills with ample trees, the sparsely populated park is a great place to get away from it all. Um, of course, art rarely comes cheap, and staying in a model anus is going to cost you. A day in the derriere runs guests at about... What's that? What does that mean? That's not even... That's not a currency. 120 euros, I'm going to assume that is. But they've pressed the wrong key. Fucking pricks. 120 euros a night. That's not bad for a boutique hotel, particularly one shaped like an anus. Uh, the price, however, does cover breakfast and admission to the Art Parks Museum. Pfft. Right, well, I know I'm, I know where I'm taking Hayley for, uh, for her birthday. Uh, I, t- I tell her... Babe, we're going to go on holiday. And gonna... <laughs> we're going to go and do it in the anus. But what we will actually be doing is having very, very vanilla uh, sex under the covers with the lights off, but in a hotel room shaped like an anus. That's where the joke lies. Um, anyway, reviews for the hotel fall in the middle of the road. Uh, Eleanor Kai gave it three out of five stars. I don't know who this Eleanor is. Um, I don't know if she's biased. Maybe she runs her own anus hotel somewhere else and she's just looking to, you know, bring them down in order to try and, you know, garner, you know, to try... Maybe she's running an extortion racket, effectively. Uh, Interesting experience, though. The room is not very clean inside, maybe because it's an anus. Um, All should be within the concept. Bed was crooked, wasn't comfortable for two people. That's a shame. Uh, She wrote in her online review. Lisbeth de Mista... Was taken with the surroundings. Walking in the evening and in the morning at ease through the uh, Verbecke Foundation and discovering everything is blissful. In the morning, breakfast is the orangery. Uh, breakfast in the orangery is very nice. I feel like these have probably gone through Google Translate. Everyone seems to agree that the butt room could do with a wipe, with one guest noting that there were ants in the shower. It's an anus. What do you expect? You, you want it to be freshly douched. Yeah? Well, you want it to have had a colonic before you get there. Well, you've got to pay extra for that, son. Like, when have, been, when have people been so bloody concerned about the cleanliness of anuses? They're quite happy to lick them after lick them from a person they met that day. You know, why now all the fuss about the cleanliness? Regardless of the cleanliness, you have to admit you've never seen an anus hotel like it before. No, it's certainly one of the better anus hotels I've ever seen. Um, anyway, thanks to whoever posted that. 
on the Facebook group. You're doing the Lord's work. Um, look, what is the deal with the shoe throwers? Because there are a few of them, and they are worth mentioning. Um, there's this... Well, yeah. Let, let's have Space Station again by um, Misanthrope. A, because it's really good. And I actually don't need a B. Okay, here it is. Space Station by Misanthrope. Let's get that dreamy, dreamy dark side Blade Runner vibes. The milk used by in this Cafe Neuro flat white uh, is at the very least on the turn, if not completely off. But I'll still drink it. Because I'm a fucking hero. Someone in the Facebook group as well posted this uh, very funny article from Bunny Ears, which I believe is Macaulay Culkin's website. 
about who you'd fuck in McDonald land based on your star sign. <laughs> There's some funny stuff on this site. Jesus, imagine really sticking it to Mayor McCheese. Just bending him over his mayoral desk. Just ravaging his dignity. Literally making the gherkins fall out of his head. Is that his brain? Like, is the gherkin the brain? No, seriously, look, we need to talk more about Mayor McCheese from, what what's it called, Hamburger Town. Is that it? McDonald Land. Anyway, look, Mayor McCheese, there he is, um, in his sort of mayoral robes. Uh, he's got a mayor, mayoral sash. Um, no, uh, none of the sort of heavy gold jewellery jewelry, jewelry that mayors often have. He has a top hat, though. That that shows, that's your assurance of um, quality in a mayor, the top hat. Yeah, that's why I don't trust Sadiq Khan, because he doesn't wear a top hat. He doesn't wear a top hat, he doesn't have a mayoral sash. Nor does he. Nor have I ever seen him in his mayoral robes. Yeah, he's strutting around. He's about five foot tall. Just I don't know, chatting about whatever. Um, listen, M- Mayor McCheese. Yeah, there's something. I don't know. I just think there's something deeply. I just don't think enough people are talking about it. You know, I think we need to open up, really start some conversations just around the concept of a mayor whose head is a hamburger. Just, I don't, like, what's going on in there? What is the brain? Is the brain the gherkin? Is, what would happen if you started to remove bits of it? Does he, does it feel pain? Like, if you were to bite off some of the cheese, would he be in agony? Like, would it bleed? Or is it just like an actual hamburger? How's that top hat staying on? That's very precariously placed. He's at a very jaunty angle. He's got an enormous set of spec. I mean, his eyes are huge, right? What's the like? What's the evolutionary advantage of having a head that's a hamburger? Like, it's enormous. It probably weighs as much as the rest of his body. That's a terrible centre of gravity. Does he have any natural predators? I mean, he can't do. I mean, no. He, his eyes are at the front, which would insinuate that he's the predator himself. I mean, yeah, he's clearly a predator, isn't he? Not just in terms of eating food, but sexually as well. Mayor McCheese is almost certainly days. Just um, It's only a matter of days before Mayor McCheese is outed as a sexual predator and a Me Too campaign is launched against him and his wandering hamburger hands well they're normal sort of human-esque hands but you know he look he's clearly you know he's power hungry he he's doing whatever it takes to get to the top you don't become mayor of any any land be it you know ireland switzerland or mcdonald's land unless you're very driven you have a sort of a-type personality you know, you're really very, very motivated. 
possibly a little bit of a sociopath. You know, you're not bothered about treading on other people to get to the top. So we look at the profile here. Clearly a predator, a sexual predator, highly driven, highly motivated, no 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 empathy whatsoever his head's a giant hamburger you know it really is it's not painting a pretty picture of you know someone i wouldn't want him to look after my kids i wouldn't trust it i i don't think i would trust him to actually run a town let alone a whole land you know like what what are his policies on anything like what's he doing about the homelessness situation in mcdonald's land you know there's, there's, there are serious concerns about the waste, you know, about the rubbish. McDonald's generates a lot of rubbish. What is, what's the recycling policy? Yeah, what's he doing to tackle climate change? Fucking hamburger-headed, hamburger-shaped-headed goon. Yeah, he's too busy finding, like, what are the other people from uh, McDonald's land? Well, Nuggets. Oh, that big thing. What is that? Grimace. It's called Grimace. It's just a sort of purple triangle um, with eyes. Looks a little bit like Barney the dinosaur, but less less sophisticated. <laughs> um, Birdie the early bird. Right, okay. Well, Birdie, Birdie the early bird is almost certainly going to be the first to blow the whistle on Mayor McCheese's deeply, deeply unpleasant and quite honestly Belgian-like sexual deviances. She'll be the first. It'll be covered up, obviously. He's a powerful man. I didn't say man. He's a powerful mayor. He has friends in high places. Ronald will almost certainly be drafted in as part of the cover-up. Yeah, now here's Hamburglar. Yeah? So, Hamburglar is obviously, you know, he's a thief. He's a villain, you know? He's got a cape. He's got a sort of eye patch situation. He's only got one tooth. Where's a fedora? Okay, so I guess he's a sort of, like... He's off stealing hamburgers and miladying. You know, there's a bit of a neck. You can see a little bit of an outline of a sort of neck beard going on there that matches the fedora. Um, he, so he, I guess, will maybe try and protect uh, Burley, Birdie the early bird, or however the damage has been done after, you know, Birdie was an intern. An intern at the mayor's office. She just wanted to get into politics, you know. She was a bright-eyed young thing, keen for adventure, you know, excited about trying to do some good. And Mayor McCheese stole that from her, you know. He's, you know, he's taken her innocence, her career, um, her virginity, you know. And, you know, she fell in love with him. You know, it was it was the power dynamic that was, you know, destined, you know, for for an explosive situation, shall we say. Very much the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky situation. However, with a mat with a mare with a head that is shaped as a hamburger, and Birdie the early bird, who I do not know what species she is. Is she actually a bird? I don't know, man. It's fucked up. Anyway, there's Ronald. Ronald is a human. Ronald is just a human clown. <sighs> I don't know. I'm going to have to think about this a little while longer. Let's have another um, record. Let's have that document one bit vibration again. That's That was a good bit. We probably do need to talk about Grimace. Uh, what's the situation there? 
Why is he triangle? Why is he purple? Does he feel pain? Will there be a Rankins Records today? Maybe. Have we covered enough of Mayor McCheese? like a delicate insinuation of Foghorn in this. Uh, that's... Uh, document one. It's a cool vibration. That's a drum and bass record. It's on a record label, and you can buy it in a record shop. Uh, City worker fined 1,500 quid for screaming at commuter eating boiled eggs on train. Uh, there she is. This is this is the lady who's done the screaming. She looks like she'd like to see the manager. Um, she actually looks like she'd like to see the regional manager and also would like to know who his boss is. Um a woman has been fined 1,500 quid after she screamed at a fellow commuter for eating boiled eggs on a rush hour train. Samantha Mead, 50, 
was accused of putting on a bad face when Erica Stotter opened up the Tupperware box of eggs during a a 6am train journey from Chelmsford, Essex to Liverpool Street in London. That is a bit early for a Tupperware full of fucking eggs. (laughs) Like, come on. Yeah, 6am. Come on, at least leave the the eggs till 11, says. She then moved towards uh, Miss... uh, she then moved towards Ms. Stotter quickly and aggressively and leaned into her face. Blackfriars Crown Court heard. Uh, Ms. Sotter, originally from South America, said, The woman asked me... Oh, sorry, I'll do the accent. The woman asked me, like, if I spoke English and I said, No, because I was scared and confused in that lake. I thought she would stop. She said, You're disgusting. Wow, okay. Right. Okay, so it, was this racially motivated? Uh, uh, she claimed a fellow commuter had previously complained about her food and she had closed the box of eggs to try and stop the smell. <laughs> okay, uh, here she is. I like the caption here. It says, Erica Stoter said she felt threatened when she was confronted about her smelly eggs. <laughs> <laughs> the jury heard that Mead also threatened Mrs. Stoter, telling her, You don't know who I am. Be careful. Do you want to go outside? <laughs> what the fuck? Who is she? Ronnie Pickering? What's going on here? Uh, Mrs. Uh, Ms. Stotter told the jury she responded, uh, don't you think you're quite old? Don't you think you're quite old to be doing these kind of things? The court heard uh, she had to eat the boiled eggs on the train as her diet required. She eats them at a particular time of day. It's weird. What diet would that be? I mean, she's on the egg diet. I know there is an egg diet, but... Okay. Um, The... Oh, my God. Women are working for free for the rest of the year from today. Shut up. Um, She told the police about the incident uh, when she got off the train, but Mead had already uh, left the station. Um, However, five days later, on September 10th, uh, she spotted the city worker during her commute again, and uh, she was stopped by police. Uh, Mead told the court Mrs. Stotter's breakfast uh, had made her feel nauseous due to a medication uh, she is taking for her health condition. And the court heard uh, she called the eggs disgusting rather than the commuter herself. Okay, fine, great. Mead was uh, was cleared of racially aggravated public order offence, but found guilty of one charge of intentionally causing harassment, alarm or distress. She was ordered to pay £750 fine and £750 uh, in compensation. Right. Okay, good. Um, where are we? What Boris Johnson heckled as he visits flood victims. What, like, I hard to imagine Boris Johnson go anywhere without being heckled. Isn't that how it works with politicians? Um, right, what have we got? Let's have Potato the Cat. Okay, here's Potato the Cat, guys. Um, people say he's broken. I mean, he clearly is broken. There's something wrong there. He needs to be turned off and turned back on again, doesn't he? he needs to, someone needs to hit the reset button. He's gone into safe mode. Like, you know, he's he's not right. Yeah, he his wiring's off, clearly. They need to put him back in. He ain't done cooking. What's, that, what's happened here? It's not supposed to be like that, is he? Potato, the googly-eyed cat, uh, stunned expression makes people think he's broken. Uh, Potato's owner noticed the cat was getting more and more attention on social media due to his different eyes. Yeah, they're different, all right. Um... Potato has more than 50,000 followers online. Does he know about that, does he? 
Oh, potato. <laughs> Social media is jam-packed with accounts belonging to furry influencers, but one cat's unique appearance has propelled him uh, to internet fame. Uh, what? Grumpy cat. Grumpy cat had Down syndrome. Like that, he had the cat version of Down syndrome. It's you know, it's not funny. Um, Ashley uh, Norlian adopted Potato the cat two years ago, and like many owners, couldn't resist uploading a few snaps of her new pet online. As Potato's social media presence climbed, uh, his 21-year-old uh, noticed he was getting more and more comments about his different eyes. Oh, you know shit. Yeah, his eyes are twice the size they should be. Oh, oh, really? People always mention the eyes that are double the fucking size they're meant to be. Two years later, Potato, now five years old, has amassed 50,000 followers. Okay, she's taking him out of the house. He looks fucking terrified. He's got a bow tie on. Okay. She looks a bit like my friend Dina. Good news. Um, some fans love his unique look, with one commenting, I would do anything to meet this cat. I love him so much. Okay, that person needs to be... Um, the, a watch needs to be put on that person by the government. Um... Others were slightly less sure. I thought this was some goofy-ass lawn ornament or some shit. But this is a real-life living cat. What the fuck? All right, bit strong. Third simply asked, is this cat broken? Yeah, he needs needs some repairs, doesn't he? Just the tracking's off or whatever. The You know, oh, dude, he needs a software update. Jesus, look at the state of this gun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, despite the huge number of people marvelling over the feline's eyes Ashley admits she has no idea why Potato looks the way he does I think he's just, he can see things on a different spectrum to the rest of the world, I mean the, not only the rest of you know, humans but all cats, like he, he can see a couple of extra layers of reality I think he would he knows what really happened with Epstein you can tell he knows. He knows whether or not we're in a simulator. He has seen the face of God. It's what Potato has seen the face of God. He's kissed the cheek of Cockney Jesus. Yeah? He has licked the salty tears that run down the face of Cockney Jesus as he weeps after having dinged his new Merc just three days after buying it. As soon as I got him, I started uploading pictures online. And people immediately noticed there was something different about his, his eyes. Uh, I don't really know if it's some genetic condition, but surely it does make him look memorable. Potato isn't the only animal hitting the headlines this week after a cat in a shelter in Houston was placed in solitary confinement for repeatedly letting other cats out of their enclosures. Wow, he's like the El Chapo of cats. After posting about uh, Quilty, the escape artist on Facebook, the shelter issued an update to say that he had failed his last parole hearing, but released himself anyway, before being marched back to solitary. <laughs> bag him up! Put him in cat Guantanamo Bay! Black bag the cunt! Torture him! Find out what he knows about Epstein! He'll sing! He'll sing! Yeah. Um... An online campaign has now been launched to free Quilty. Uh, many have come forward to say they would give uh, the mischief maker a home. Well, why doesn't he have a home then? Does he belong to Peter? Are they looking to have him put down? Do they like to kill cats as well? Maybe. Uh, look, let's have another bit. Yeah, because of reasons. Let's have this constrict bit. A salutation dub. Nice bit, all things considered. That's the wrong channel. Definitely on the turn. 
salutation dub by Construct. It's out now. Coming up at 11 after this, Constrict has his show, Incidental Sonics, for two hours. Until one. And then at one, our boy Benage, with his show, Confirmed Shoe Throwers. Until two. It's a bit sort of constrict inception. Let's get a notification from fucking SoundCloud saying, need some vibes, dive back into constrict's tracks. The fuck? Playing constrict, talking about his show, getting notifications about it. Might as well just fuck him in the arse. Is that what you want, Connor? Is it? Would it bend you over? Yeah? Because I'll do it. That's what the people want. That's what they want to see on Coffee and Memes. See a young boy, a young... Wink. It's getting ram ram raided, quite honestly, by a thick, older, bearded gentleman. Jesus. Unforgivable. By a bear. By a hove thick boy. Come on. Nice outro, Connor. Well done. Well, fuck. Round of applause for Connor's outro. Right. Anyway, welcome to Constrict at the Constrict Hour on fucking Constrict FM. Anyway, guys, um, it's called Passing the Torch. Is that what we're calling butt sex these days? Fine. Okay. What? Give him the gift. Hey, listen, guys. Come on. (laughs) uh, We're all friends here. Um, Murderer. Who, bu- who briefly died, tells court he served his life sentence. <laughs> Can't blame a guy for trying. Come on. man convicted of murder in 1997 claims he has served his life sentence after brief- he briefly died during a medical emergency. Let him out! He's done life! They don't, they don't talk about the second life. Um, Benjamin, second life, is that still a thing? Uh, anyway. Um, Benjamin Schreiber was sentenced to life without parole in Iowa, USA, after he bludgeoned a man to death in, 2000, in, in 1996. However, he argued in court that his sentence had been served after his heart stopped during a medical emergency four years ago. That's a life hack. I mean, death hack, really, isn't it? If, like, you could get convicted for life, and then if you could... I mean, it's a risk, you know, to stop your heart, and then, you know, yeah, yeah, then come back, you know. But, hey, I mean, it's not like you've got anything better to do, is it? However, he argued in court that his sentence had been served after his heart stopped during a medical emergency four years ago. A 66-year-old was revived, but agreed, but argued he was sentenced to life, not to life plus one day. Um, in Schreiber's claim, which he filed last year, he claimed that he was resuscitated against his will and that his death meant his life sentence had technically ended. Uh, the supposed death occurred in 2015 after he developed septic poisoning as a result of kidney stones. Man, I bet that hurt. And after making a full recovery, he was returned to prison. Schreiber's brother told hospital staff that if he's in pain, you may give him something to ease the pain, but otherwise you are to let him pass. According to court records obtained by 
Des Moines Register. The, court, uh, the district court ruled against Schreiber, uh, with his lawyer taking the claim that the state taking the state taking the claim to the state court of appeals on Wednesday. Panel of three judges credited Schreiber for the originality of his claim. That's nice. Knock a few years off for that. However, they ultimately determined that his argument was uh, unpersuasive, adding that he was unlikely to be dead as he had signed his own legal documents in the case. Yeah, yeah. Did you have to, yeah, do you have to stay dead in order for them to, to let you out? Um, elaborating on the rejection, uh, the appeal, no, according to NPR, the judge said Schreiber is either alive, in which case he must remain in prison, or he is dead, in which case this appeal is moot. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, elaborating on the rejection of the appeal and Schreiber's argument, uh, he was resuscitated against his will. Judge Amanda Porterfield wrote in the panel's opinion, uh, we do not believe the legislature, legislator, legislature, legislature intended this provision, which denies the sentence uh, for the most serious case of... Anyway. To set criminal defendants free whenever medical procedures during the incarceration lead to their resuscitation by medical blah blah blah. Okay, well, cool. Whatever, a bit of fun though, eh? Cyclist! Sleeps across four seats, meaning mum and baby can't use them. Uh, he's a rebel without a cause. Genuinely. No cause. Absolutely just 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 a rebel. An aggressive cyclist cause havoc. It looks like havoc from the picture you can see. Um, there's someone sat there, arms folded. And two people stood up having a conversation. Looks like fucking havoc. Of uh, course, havoc on a new uh, on a train in New Zealand by lying across four priority seats, meaning that a mum and her baby were unable to use them. He must have been very tired. Um, according to the New Zealand Herald, the cyclist got on the early morning commuter train and immediately lay down to have a kip across the seats. On the next stop, a woman with a baby boarded the train and were left to stand uh, in the crowded train carriage. It's not crowded. You can see clearly in the picture it's not crowded. Uh, Stuart Dawson, a passenger on the 7.18am train uh, on Auckland's One Hooga line, uh, this Wednesday managed to quietly grab the attention of the train manager and alert him to the unfolding situation. However, when confronted, the cyclist became angry, refused to move, and started verbally abusing the train employee. Dawson told the New Zealand Herald, He went up, asked the cyclist to move, and the guy just said, Get fucked! <laughs> he said it a couple of times. The manager then said, if you continue doing that, I'll let you off at the next stop. The cyclist repeated what he's saying and said, fuck off, and went back to sleep. Right, well, he is an unruly cyclist. Uh, the, ma the manager then walked off and did absolutely nothing. According to Mr. Dawson's report, space on the train was limited, and there were only a few seats going. That meant that there was nowhere for the mum and child to go uh, that wouldn't leave a pram obstructing others. He continued to say that the mother looked annoyed and upset by the whole thing, which caused the train manager to have a word. He continued, The train manager actually went up uh, to ask her if she was okay. She wasn't happy and looked rather uncomfortable. He, the cyclist, uh, was not a nice character to deal with. He continued to just tell people to get fucked. Since the confrontation took place, Dawson said that the mother and her baby haven't boarded the train, despite the fact that he had seen them often before. Maybe they're dead. Maybe they died because of the triggering. It's possible, isn't it? Maybe that cyclist now has blood on his hands. He added, I guess the passenger may have been put off catching that particular train. Uh, Transdev, the company that operates the Auckland Transport Line, said that they were happy with how the staff members reacted and that they are aware of the incident. 
spokesman said. Antisocial behaviour like this is uncommon on the rail services. We take every precaution to ensure the safety of our customers. But if we get told to get fucked, we fucking do it. Right. Uh, these include conflict resolution and customer service training for our staff. Train managers are supported by staff in other roles in deterring antisocial behaviour. On board staff uh, will call police if any incident justifies this. So is that the way to do it? You just basically you just lie there, and if people come and tell you, maybe you turn to get fucked. Because I mean, ultimately, they're not the staff ain't putting hands on you, are they? Like you, they're they're really. I mean, they're significantly escalating a situation if if they put hands on you. Go, don't fucking put hands on me. Get fucked. Just you know, I mean, what are they going to get the police? Are you breaking any laws? You're just being an asshole. You know, I mean, there's no question of that. You're being an asshole, but. Is it a crime? Is being an arsehole a crime? Because if so, then old boy, am I guilty of some crimes. <laughs> um, okay, well, what's happened here? I've heard of other incidents where passengers have been intimidated. Uh, they need more security of staff members who travel on these services. You're not going to physically remove him, are you? You could tickle him. Fart in his face. Fart in his general direction. Continually. You know, you don't have to actually touch him. But just, I mean, his head's at, at bum height. Just a couple of eggs. I mean, you special, I mean, it's been a day of train eggs. But just a couple of, you know, drop an eggy smell. Drop an eggy. That might shift him. That might clear him out. I mean, it might clear the whole carriage out. You know, I mean, it depends how many eggs you've had. Right, get her from South America on the egg diet to drop a fucking serious airborne toxic event on him. Say, get on your fucking bike, mate. Get off at the next stop and ride. Why are you on the train with the bike? Got the bike, it's supposed to ride it. What is it, a fucking fashion fashion statement? Is it an accessory? I'll make you a fucking accessory. I'll fucking end you, pal. Yeah. I'm on the fucking egg diet. I'm insane. <laughs> I'm a lunatic. I'll fucking... I'll, I'll, I'll shite up your ass. Yeah, that's right. I'll make my shite go up your ass. I'll piss in your pants. I'll pull down your pants and I'll piss in them. And then your pants will all be pissy, but it won't even be your own piss. It'll be my piss. My piss in your pants. How'd you like the sound of that? Yeah. All right. Um, okay, well, that's probably enough train eggs, I guess, for the day. What happened about, what's this model giving birth in the toilet for? Um, a model in Australia found out she was pregnant in the most dramatic way possible by giving birth to her baby daughter in the bathroom. Erin uh, Langmaid from Melbourne went to the bathroom feeling unwell and ten minutes later she was holding uh, Isla uh, in her arms. Bit fun, isn't it? Good for the gram, clearly. Uh, hardest two weeks of my life. You are my rock. And now you are, I and now you are Isla's. Two years with you, heart. She went into labour. The 23-year-old had no idea she was pregnant. She had been using contraceptive injections, uh, was working full-time, had no cravings and no baby bump. Unsurprisingly, uh, Ms Langmay said the arrival of Isla was the biggest shock in her life. Uh, speaking to Seven News, she said, I was going to work, fitting all into all my clothes. There was really no indication that I was pregnant. It was really weird. <laughs> um, it, was, <laughs> it was over in about ten minutes. Uh, I wasn't showing, obviously, because I fit into everything. It was just really bizarre. Her partner, Dan Carty, uh, found out that he was a dad after he had screaming coming from the bathroom. I mean, Jesus. What the... I mean, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? You sit down to have a toddler or something, and you're like, ah! Ah! And look down, and there's a head. What? 
What? What are you doing down there? Oh, it's a girl. Like what? Like, I, I, uh, he said there was nothing we could think of that would have given it away uh, that she was in there. I heard a big scream and ran in there and opened the door and I was worried about her. And then I saw a little one and I was like, hang on, there's two. When I ran in there, I was flabbergasted. But uh, uh, but as if the sudden birth of an unexpected baby wasn't enough of a shock for the couple to come to terms with, they quickly realised all was not well as Isla began to turn blue. Uh, Miss Carthy subsequently called the emergency services and the operator and asked how many weeks pregnant she was. A question, of course, she didn't know the answer to. Thankfully, Isla was okay. And the couple soon learned that Mrs Langmay was in fact 37 weeks pregnant, with Isla being... Isla born weighing just under eight pounds. How premature is that? I mean, that's presumably fairly thirty-seven. I don't know how many guys. Help me out here, Reese. You've had a kid of of of, of late. Tell me, thirty. What's that? Uh, under eight pounds? Is that small? I don't know, man. Um, having been through the shock of a lifetime, uh, Mrs. Langmaid and Mr. Carter are now excited about the chapter that lies ahead. This is our life now, and we wouldn't change it. Uh, Mrs. Langmaid said, "Well, that's a cute one to end on, isn't it? That's cute." It's cute, cute, cute. Um, guys, thank you for listening. Um, Constrict is up next with Incidental Sonics. Uh, two hours of just sort of general, you know, dream, dreamy, 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 dreamy vibes. Where he dreamily dreams his dreamy dreams. Uh, and then at one, Benage with Confirmed Shoe Throwers. And what day is it today? Thursday. Thursday. That means at seven o'clock is Eastern Front. Uh, Mr. Merck, Dr. Tang, Conflict. They're just throwing out some, Austro- uh, some Estonian shoe throwers. And then at nine, we'll have a repeat of uh, Duff's show last week, My Label and Me, where he runs down his favourite Ram Records tunes, which is a bit of fun. Uh, guys, thank you to everyone that is supporting on Patreon. Uh, the VIP list is as follows. Greg Comfort, Oliver Hooper, Tom Ryan, Reese Musson, Squidgy Beats, Polly Hutton, Kieran R, Michael Kuzitsky, Matt Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patson, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Ball, I draw a man, Thunderbuck, Mike Pilot, and the answer, Richard Francis, Thomas, all Joe Ryan, Ron Finnison, BDR Creep, Peter Bashford, Austin Grief, Cooper, Gennady Lightfield, James Parry, Hannah Bartendo, Lady Swivington, Lee and the Menace Underwood, Dan Fucking Morris, a go in now, STDs, Ames MC, Josh Williams, Rob Humphrey, Shibby T, Coco Shiva, Dan Elton, Mr. Pope, Dom Gress, such as this, Chris Brakes. The Build, Owning Bates, Lee Fuller, D, Flaxis, Matt Wright, Grant Sullivan, Tom Robinson, Dev Smasher, Kenneth, Connor Smythe, Kevin Kaiser, Chris Shaw, Cosmic Waff, Meat Loaf, Nick Brock, Sean Simpson, Robin Card, Hugh Downer, Sarah Hunt, The Hishmats, Will A, Ben Virgo, Den Tweed, Lee Pierce, Ellis, Big Wash, My Hill, Mighty Danny, Carl Lewis, Gordon and Liz, Tom Skipper, Ryan, Fortunately, George DC, Anthony Shock, Claudia Lasmir, Benish, Ren Moshe, Timid, John Forsyth, Anderson, PSN, Godlike, MC Hammond, Daddy, Your Mum, Lee, and Vice, Big Eight, Chapter 13, and Grant Shepard. Um, will there be a Rankins Records at 3 p.m.? Uh, we will see. Uh, is what I'm saying now. We will see. Um, I will let you know in advance. We'll have to see how work goes. Uh, guys, I love you, uh, and I will see you very soon. God bless you all. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, goodbye.